The scripture this morning is Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 56. And Mary said, And Mary said, Hold on. (laughs) Just do clear. Just hit the clear button. All right. Now Mary's ready to go. (laughs) My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud and the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her, Elizabeth, for about three months and then returned to her home. This is the word of God for the people of God. song. And uh, as we take some time just to pray and to reflect on this passage, think about the songs that you sing around Christmas time. This is one of the songs. Uh, What songs do you sing that are really dear to your heart? So what songs do you sing during the Christmas season? Let's just take a few moments to pray and to reflect on that. Let us pray. Amen. Does anyone have a a favorite Christmas song that you like to sing? Yes. Silent night, holy night. Okay, Silent Night. Yes, it's certainly a favorite. Anyone else? Yes, Coco. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. Okay. The little town of Bethlehem. The little town of Bethlehem. <clears throat> Anyone else? Joy to the world. Joy to the world. Amy? <laughs> okay, Ave Maria. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Yeah. What child is this? Yeah, we have these songs. They're just ingrained in us, and we start singing them as a child, and it's one of our, our great traditions. And think of how many times we have probably all gathered together in a group, and we go house to house. Singing Christmas carols. Sometimes we'll gather, someone will have a wagon and put some hay on it and we'll go on a little hay ride and, and sing songs. And you always have hot cocoa or cider after singing all these songs. But a few others that we sing are Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Okay. Deck the Halls. Dreaming of a White Christmas. The, the 12 Days of Christmas. We mentioned Joy to the World. Away in the Manger. And also, Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> we sing all these different songs. <clears throat> so today, I just want us to think about 
the songs we do sing. Not necessarily just the songs out loud, but the songs that are moving within our heart, that move and shape our hearts. And do we sing or do we embrace Mary's song that Amy just read here today? And really taking that time to think about what she is saying. Because it's a really, it's a, a warming song, a comforting song. And it's also a song about revolution. It's a change in the world. And we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Mary says yes to God. When that angel speaks to her, yes, I will carry your hope, your peace, your joy, and your love into the world. And asking ourselves, what are we carrying with us? In that very first Sunday of Advent, we talk about Christmas being white, but we also talked about Christmas being blue. And we carry pain and grief and sorrow along with the joy and the peace of Christmas as well. And then Mary meets with her older cousin, Elizabeth, and they mutually bless one another and they affirm what they are doing. They both are pregnant and they have this uncertainty, but they lift each other up. And then right after they mutually bless one another, Mary sings this song, probably in Zechariah and Elizabeth's living room. And it's a Christmas song. Barbara Brown Taylor says, Today, Mary is still a maiden, and she's chosen by God to bear a message before she bears a child. She's sharing this prophetic message. And what is Mary's divine message to us? Is it still relevant today? And Mary starts this song singing, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. And what would it be like to sing those words and to really mean it? My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Mary can feel the spirit in her body. She can feel it in her soul and in her womb as well. Something good, something wonderful is happening within her. And she is sure of it. And then she sings, Surely all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Deep within, she is carrying something new, new life, a new message, a new way of being present in the world. And in the magazine, The Spectrum, it says, Mary is an archetype of the feminine in all of us, male or female. Sometimes it's hidden within us, but it's always present. Something is being born Within us. Inherent within each of us, regardless of our gender, is the potential or the power for mothering life, for making things new, for healing, and for forgiveness as well. I was thinking of the different mothers who have been involved in my life, and these are just a few of them. My matriarchal grandmother shared the love of learning and books and culture with me. It was a gift that she shared. My aunt listened to my stories at night and would just pepper me with all these questions. She just wanted to know all about me and shared that gift of just listening. 
My own mother shared that gift of just having joy for people. My father shared his humility and his honesty with me. And I had a professor in college, Dr. Haley. She encouraged me to think critically and to write. And numerous children, in many ways, they are mothers to us as well. They taught me how to be present with them. They demanded it, actually. (laughs) You can't be anywhere else. I want you right here with me. (laughs) Mothers, they nourish, they protect, and they guide. And they are the queens of hospitality. They, they welcome the runny-nosed. They welcome the stinky-diapered. They welcome the even-tempered. And they also welcome the ill-tempered. So do we sing Mary's song today? We don't hear it that often. Do we sing that song? <clears throat> what would it be like for me and for you to remember this identity within each and every one of us? That we are created to nurture and to give life, to heal and to restore, to include and to embrace as well. And then Mary, as she's singing this wonderful song, it kind of takes a turn. And she speaks truth to power. She becomes very prophetic. She says, God will lift up the lowly. And fill the hungry with good things. And then she says, and God will send the rich away empty. Quite often we portray Mary as being mild and submissive. But she's also very strong. Very bold. And very courageous. And as we know, you do not become go between a mother and her children. You don't mess with mom. (laughs) And Mary's proclaiming God, and she also uses past tense. This is already a done deal. God lifts up the lowly and the hungry and the marginalized and the poor. And God has sent the rich away empty. God is reversing everything and the status quo will be no more. And this song, as much comfort as it brings, it's a dangerous song to sing. Sing it someplace and see what happens. I was talking with our our guest here today uh, on one of my trips back to Washington, D.C. One of the things we did, we, we stood outside of then Speaker of the House Paul Ryan's office. And there was about 20 religious leaders there, faith leaders, leaders in our country. And they sang... Outside of his door, they sang Silent Night. And they were asking him to come and sing with him. And they knew he was in there. And they kept singing Silent Night, Holy Night. And guess what happened to him? They got arrested. (laughs) And hauled away. And they continued to sing this song of peace. And it rattled. The people, when Mary sang it, it rattled people, and it rattles people of power today. Songs of peace and unity and love for all humanity. The world sings, blessed are the beautiful, blessed are the rich, and blessed are the famous. 
And Mary sings along with her son to be born. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the merciful. Reverend Timothy Kennedy says in the 1980s, the government of Guatemala, they banned Mary's song. They banned it because the people of power do not like the fact that someone is working on behalf of the poor and the lonely and the voiceless. To sing Mary's Christmas song is to sing for the liberation and the dignity of all people. That God has brought down the powerful from their thrones. Her song empowers life. And it's also very dangerous. Because it's a revolutionary new way of life and seeing one another. Do we sing Mary's song today? It's part of our Christmas story. All the songs we sing. Is this song planted in our hearts as well? Marianne Williamson, yes, this Marianne Williamson, <laughs> you might have seen running for president. Uh, she also wrote the, the Course of Miracles. She has some wonderful words on this song, though. And she says, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. I would say that our fear is that our souls magnify the Lord. We're filled with hope and peace and joy and love. And with that feminine quality within us, we realize that that love and joy isn't just for us. It's for all of God's creation, all of humanity. And that spurs us to act and to live very differently. We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. We are all meant to shine as children do. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. Our liberation from fear, our liberation from feeling inadequate, is tied into everyone else's liberation as well. And this is what Mary sings about. May we take a close look inward at the places within us that have been ignored and feared or shunned. And it really is these very qualities that God dreams of liberating and unleashing of birthing. We have to go into the darkness though to bring them to the light. To bring them to the light. The Reverend Tricia Sinnerfeld, a Presbyterian minister out of Georgia, she says, Mary calls us to be change agents for the world. And at the time Mary sings, King Herod is in power. And he has control. And King Herod is very violent and oppressive. This is the King Herod. When Jesus is born, he orders all the children under the age of two to be killed. And Jesus, and it's safe to say Mary as well, they do not overthrow King Herod by using King Herod's methods. It's a different song, a different way of speaking truth to power. Jesus does not out-Herod Herod. 
We do not out-bully a bully. We do not outmaneuver a politician. <laughs> it's different. A different way to use the spirit within us. Jesus does not meet violence with more violence, anger with more anger. But Jesus to Christ shows us a new way. He's singing a new song that he must have learned partly from his mother Mary as well. He meets violence with compassion. He meets anger with forgiveness. He says and sings, love your neighbor, love your enemies as well. It's a different song. Do we sing with Mary and her son today? And what unborn gift in us is waiting to bless the world? What would it be like to to nurture that gift into its fullness? And my prayer for all of us here today is that we may sing together. Our souls magnify the Lord. Amen.